Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Before we get to the NFL football, let's get to fantasy football and set your lineups. Our fantasy football guru, John Frisella, the senior fantasy analyst for Aaron Torres Online, joins us now on the phone lines. John, thanks for the time. How are your teams sitting after week two? Oh, uh, sitting everything at even right now. So, you know, I started off uh, undefeated across the board, and then I uh, subsequently lost all my matchups this week, and they all came down to the Lions and the Packers game, and nothing went my way, All of course, facing Aaron Jones and all that good stuff. So uh, even Steven, kind of like that episode of Seinfeld, when every time Jerry would put $20 out there in the world, he would get $20 back. That's kind of what it was. Fair enough. I was uh, the second-highest-scoring member of a league and still lost, so I feel some oh. of the pain there for you on the Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers front. They bit me in a couple of leagues as well. That was a tough one. Yeah, that was a rough one. And actually, a good buddy of mine got married over the weekend, and he had texted me after the fact, Ugh, I didn't even realize I faced Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers on the same team, and he was up huge, and I think he lost by one point. So that game was a rough one Oof. for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of them. Fantasy-wise, I think a lot of people are saying, okay, the, 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 the Packers are back in terms of real football, but fantasy-wise, are you buying all the Packers players again? Were you never worried about them at all in the first place? How do you stand about them after week two of there against the bad Lions team? Yeah, I'm, I'm never worried about Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, or Aaron Jones. Those three guys are locks. And as a matter of fact, Robert Tanyan really is a lock because tight end is not as strong as you might think. It really to me, right now, tight end is only seven or eight players deep. So those four guys are locks. But it's interesting that you start with them because I'm waiting for Alan Lazard and MVS to, to wake up and, and be something long-term. Uh, a chat I was having with a, a big fantasy guy on the side was that, you know what, Corey Davis would have been a great fit for the Packers. Not a great fit on the Jets because the Jets are going nowhere and he's getting double covered already. The Patriots took him out of that game with no problem. But that would have been like the right number two wide receiver for Green Bay to go from being, you know, a conference leader to being a possible Super Bowl champion. So I'm waiting. MVS and Lazard, it's not happening. But the four main guys, I'll stick with all of those guys. So last week when we had John, we talked about uh, picking people up from the waiver wire. And, and do you spend your money early or do you sit back and wait? And it probably depends how your team is doing so far. When you look at the waiver wire this week, were there any guys that caught your, your eye that if they're still out there, people should be jumping on? Yeah, absolutely. Over at Aaron Torres online, uh, at least you know every week or maybe every other week, I'll get you recapped on the waiver wire pickup. So there is an article out this week. Um, I would say that at the running back position, you still got to keep an eye on Sony Michelle. He was there. He was there in a couple of my leagues. I was pretty surprised about that. So Daryl Henderson's banged up as per usual. 
So Sony Michelle's a guy. Corderell Patterson, very interesting because he's he's available at running back and wide receiver. And of course, we know Atlanta doesn't have Julio Jones anymore. Mike Davis is not like a tier one running back, even though we like him to break out a little bit in fantasy. So with not a lot of options on that team, he's getting the receptions. He's also getting the carries. So at running back, I like Sony Michelle and Corderell Patterson. And uh, you know, it's 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 pretty open out there. It depends on if you're in Superflex. But in Superflex, guys like Taylor Heineke and Davis Mills, and now Jacoby Brissett, right? Because you're going to have two quarterbacks on your Superflex league. There's some guys out there at that position as well. So it really depends on the style and the format of the league that you're in. We were talking earlier this week, and someone that I actually somehow was able to pick up in one league is Tony Pollard. And I did pick him up because I saw him there. I'm like, that seems like he should not be there. And I, I made sure I grabbed him. But we were talking about him earlier this week and just texting back and forth. And it looks like he is—he actually had more yards than Ezekiel Elliott last week. You've been all over Zeke from the beginning here, John. How do you judge what's going on there in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's real tough, isn't it? Because running back is all about the fresh legs. I'll say it once, I'll say it a million times, right? Tony Pollard has not taken a lot of hits in his career. He's been playing behind Elliott. He, every time you see him touch the ball, he looks electric because he's so fresh. And now it's happening where, which is what I talked about before the season, seasoned running backs that have been through the trenches are on a pitch count. They can only take so many hits before they fall off a cliff and that next man up comes on, especially if he's a talented player like Tony Pollard, who not only can run between the tackles, but is also a great pass catcher. Uh, so it's definitely a shaky ground. I mean, if you can get anything for Zeke right now, you got, you got to think about trading him. And, of course, if you could buy low on Tony Pollard like you did, you have to be into it. Uh, the main problem is, at the end of the day, it could be, as I said before the season, a 50-50 split by, you know, week five, week six. It might just be that both guys have a little bit of value as opposed to one guy having a lot. So, of course, if you look at it in that spectrum, Pollard's the guy you want to have because you're not invested in nearly as much as you are in Zeke Elliott. So he's definitely a young player on the rise, Tony Pollard. Another player I picked up, I, it was probably my pickup of the week, I think I got him in, I know I got him in multiple leagues, was Rondale Moore, receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. And I know you've got DeAndre Hopkins there, and they, they've got a good running back in Chase Edmonds, and people love Christian Kirk. And I know A.J. Green was a hot, num, or hot name in the offseason uh, from a football perspective. But he seems to be getting more and more involved, and that's an offense in Arizona. They've been putting up monster numbers. It seems like there's enough footballs to go around for that offense. How do you judge Rondell Moore and his projections for the future? Yeah, Rondell Moore is looking pretty safe right now, actually. I'm surprised by that, right, because for the same reason that you just said. It looked a little crowded to me, but then again, this is an organization that's obviously building something here, right? With Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray running the show, those two guys at the top, as the top dogs, you see that things are really starting to come together and come together fast. Every year is an improvement, sort of like Buffalo did, right? Buffalo with Josh Allen, he needed a little bit of time to develop, got better, got better, and now, you know, they're toward the top tier. Uh, Arizona's right there as well. So Rondale Moore, I definitely like him because Christian Kirk, even though he's very fast and a talented player, is a gadget player. He's going to do some things where he's running in motion in the backfield, uh, some play-action plays and stuff like that. I like him, but he's not a great every-play receiver. Uh, and A.J. Green, obviously, is a specialist. He's a red zone specialist, a veteran leader. So Rondell Moore definitely looks like the number two receiver on a team that's going to score a ton of points and get a ton of yards. So he's looking very safe. I'm surprised uh, going into week three, Rondell Moore is a safe player in fantasy. Yeah, I was too, but I, I'm just jumping on because in one, one league, I need receivers. And he's like, oh, I can get him and get him right now, and maybe he's explosive. We'll see how he works out in the future. Again, John Frisella, our fantasy football expert, 
uh, on here with us. Does great work as a senior fantasy football uh, expert for Aaron Torres Online. Dot com as well. You mentioned the tight end spot. That's been something that's been bugging me early on, and I know we've had a few listeners ask us about that too. If you don't have one of those top five, six, seven guys, what are you trying to do at that position right now? Is there any mix and match you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, you can mix and match a little bit. For my article this week in the deeper leagues, some of the guys that were still out there were like Cole Komet had a zero this week. But the thing about him is, is they're invested in him. He was a high pick in the draft. And now you're going to have a quarterback change. So a quarterback change always kind of changes the way you look at the targets for a team. Like, you, you don't know. It might be that Fields comes in and says, Komet's one of my guys. He's one of my top guys. So you can get him for nothing right now. Uh, obviously, the Browns are all banged up, right? So Austin Hooper was out there in a lot of my leagues. Not that these are high-end guys, but these are guys you can get for nothing, right? So, and one guy I always like is Logan Thomas from Washington. The key with them is going to be, let's see how Heineke does with after McLaurin. Where do those targets go? I feel like Logan Thomas could be that guy. So he's a higher level than the first couple of guys that I mentioned, but he's certainly a guy that, you know, you make a, a decent trade offer, you'll be able to get yourself a Logan Thomas back. Only into week three, but we're already seeing some quarterback injuries, and that usually, obviously, it means if you have that quarterback, you're, you're struggling. But some of the other players on those teams as well, you look at Tyrod Taylor, he's not going to be playing this week on Thursday Night Football or didn't play this week on Thursday night football, and then also no Tua uh, for Miami. How does that affect what you would be doing this weekend with Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell, Mike Kosicki, now that you have uh, Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback for the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is they threw the ball 40 times, right? You wouldn't expect that when, when you have Jacoby Brissett in the game, who's more known for his rushing element, right, is that type of guy at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. However, when you fall behind and you're getting blown out, that's what happens. Um, I, I'm certainly worried about them as a team. I, I have no confidence in them right now with him at quarterback. So that means, especially Will Fuller, it's going to be his first game. We don't know about what's going on with the quote-unquote personal issues. So he's a no-go for me. Uh, Parker, you got to worry about the double teams, especially if teams don't know how Fuller is going to be used. There's going to be a lot of attention on Parker. Gasicki, not confident. So I'm pretty much writing off all the Dolphins all the way up and down for this week. That includes the running backs because it's become a mess there with Gaskin, Brown, and uh, Salvan Ahmed, all those guys getting some touches. So it, for me this week, it's zero Dolphins. And the last one for you, we'll let you go, John. We had some people ask about uh, Josh Allen, and he was someone that when you're drafting, it seemed like he was like quarterback two or three or four going fairly early, especially for quarterbacks. And not that he's played awful or that he's lost you games, but I think maybe the the you know production hasn't matched where the draft value was in the draft, are you worried about Josh Allen at all? Or if you can get a good package for Josh Allen and maybe get a good, a decent quarterback back, would you be looking to do that? No, I definitely wouldn't trade Josh Allen at a low point, right? That That's me in general. I treat it exactly like I would business, which is I'm never going to sell my guys at a low point that are obviously going to bounce back, right? And this goes back to our old conversation about not panicking early in the season. It's clear what happened. You opened up the year with high expectations, and you opened up against Pittsburgh's D, which is in the top five, probably in the top three. So I had already marked Josh Allen for a bad game in week one. I didn't use him in DFS on DraftKings, none of that stuff. So I think now you give him a chance to get into the softer part of the schedule over the next six, seven weeks. He's going to hit that top five or top six value at the quarterback position. So I certainly would not sell him now, but if maybe somebody panics, maybe you want to pick him up 
and be on the receiving end of a trade for Josh Allen right now. He's got some pretty easy games coming up, too, in terms of Washington, Houston, Kansas City, and Tennessee. Some defenses you can get after, at least secondary-wise. And then Kansas City, you expect a pretty high-scoring game there. So some chances for Josh Allen fans and owners to get right with him. We're always right when we have John Frisella on with us. Uh, John, what can we look forward to on uh, the website here coming up? Yes, Aaron Torres online. Uh, I've been doing my power ranking, so they just came out. That's for the teams not for the individual fantasy players. Uh, check it out. Arizona Cardinals in the headline. You'll check it out and see if I had them all the way at the number one spot. Maybe they are the best team in the league right now. Obviously, Tampa Bay up there and some of the other big names. And uh, you see where you got teams like the Raiders at 2-0, and Carolina Panthers at 2-0. and So a lot of interesting stuff in that article there. The power rankings are going to be every week. And I had the waiver wire pickups as well. And then you're going to see, you know, when we get a hot storyline, we're going to jump on that. Not to mention Aaron Torres, Austin Montgomery, Wes Easley. Jared Barry, J.B. Barry, the whole gang over there at Aaron Torres Online. And don't forget Pickin' Pigskin Winners, which is my podcast every week with Wes Easley at Loafin' It, and I'm at LegendSports7 on Twitter. There we go. Got all of the the ats and all of the uh, the uh, articles out there from uh, what you guys do. You guys are busy, man. I don't know how you do it. A lot of fantasy football talk, and we love it, and that's why we love having you on. Uh, we always appreciate it, John. Thanks for coming on with us once again. We'll check in with you and see how week three goes. Thank you so much, my friend. I will talk to you next week. Everybody, good luck this week.